Deep underground, far from the prying eyes of society, a sprawling labyrinth of tunnels and chambers stretched out like a spider's web. There was no natural light here, only the artificial glow from the ceiling that imbued the metallic surfaces with a cold gleam. This subterranean world was the birthplace of a groundbreaking experiment, a project that sought to redefine humanity's understanding of reality itself. Known as the Horizon Initiative, it represented the pinnacle of multidisciplinary scientific achievement. The project was staggering in scope, harnessing cutting-edge advances in quantum mechanics, parallel computing, and bioengineering to forge a passage between worlds. More specifically, the initiative aimed to connect our Earth to its alternate counterparts in other dimensions. Scientists of incredible caliber, chosen from around the world, buzzed about the central chamber, their eyes darting between complex equations on translucent screens and the machinery that dominated the room. Dominating the chamber was the project's crowning glory, a colossal ring-shaped portal, intricately designed with layers of circuits and covered in a blend of exotic materials. It was surrounded by a maze of terminals and monitoring stations, where the researchers pored over data, adjusting settings and making subtle tweaks. Excitement and tension electrified the air. Years of relentless labor and untold billions in resources had gone into this moment. Lives had been consumed by the magnitude of this work, relationships strained to breaking points, and personal sacrifices rendered trivial in the face of such a monumental goal. This was to be humanity's greatest voyage, a scientific odyssey that could unshackle the constraints of time and space. The prospect of new energy sources, revolutionary materials, and perhaps even contact with alternate versions of humanity filled the collective imaginations. The promise was too great, the allure too irresistible. However, the moment the portal flickered to life, an unsettling calm fell over the room. What they saw on the other side was Earth, but not as they had ever known it. Skyscrapers lay in ruins, their skeletal remains jutting out like tombstones against a smoky sky. Vast forests, once green and teeming with life, were now scorched earth. Oceans were reduced to barren wastelands, as if the lifeblood of the planet had been drained away. World after world, each accessed via the ever-twitching portal, revealed the same haunting tableau, a civilization annihilated, its glory reduced to dust and echoes. Each new earth revealed a layer of haunting sameness. Every city shattered, every monument fallen, every natural wonder defiled. The hypothesis that every alternate Earth would be dramatically different was proven wrong in the most distressing manner. Humanity's marks on the universe, it seemed, were as fragile as they were fleeting. Except for one inexplicable constant. In each alternate Earth they observed, one man appeared. His countenance was one of profound sorrow and disquiet, as if he carried the weight of a thousand worlds on his shoulders. He was always there, his eyes meeting those of the scientists through the advanced telemetry systems as if imploring them to understand something beyond their comprehension. The man would point to the machinery that powered the portal, gesturing unambiguously for them to cease their actions. Stop! His actions screamed across the void, stop before it's too late. It was as though this lone survivor, recurring across a multitude of doomed worlds, served as a living testament to a cosmic tragedy that had yet to unfold. 
His existence was the flaw in the grand tapestry they were weaving, a knot in the fabric of their understanding. And as they looked into his eyes, filled with a warning they couldn't yet comprehend, they felt it, a chilling realization that their reach might just exceed their grasp. Thus began the Horizon Initiative's descent into an abyss of existential uncertainty, raising questions that threatened to overshadow their monumental achievements. What were they tampering with? What was the role of this mysterious man, seemingly omnipresent across the multiverse? And most disturbingly of all, was their project the beacon of human progress they had imagined, or a Pandora's box best left unopened? The scientists had been so preoccupied with the question of whether they could, they hadn't stopped to consider whether they should. But it was too late for such reservations. The machinery of fate had been set in motion. The Horizon Initiative, whether it wanted to or not, would now have to face the consequences of straddling the precipice between pioneering innovation and reckless endangerment. With apprehension that reached palpable density, the scientists initiated another cycle of the portal. Multicolored rays of energy converged into the center, swirling into a vortex that shimmered and wavered like a mirage. Then it stabilized, offering another window to an alternate Earth. The team held its collective breath, hoping against reason that they would find a different scene, something, anything, that broke the pattern of universal calamity they had uncovered. But instead, as the view cleared, they were met with more devastation. Skyscrapers had been toppled, their metallic skeletons jutting out from a sea of rubble like lifeless giants. Forests, once the lungs of the earth, were charred and stripped of their emerald grandeur. Rivers had run dry, meandering emptily through barren landscapes that were haunting caricatures of their former vitality. Yet, despite the all-encompassing ruin, the lone man was there. His visage defied easy description. He was neither young nor old, his face etched with lines that seemed to narrate tales of unspoken woe and wisdom. Dressed in simple garments that showed years of wear, his appearance was humble, almost monk-like. But it was his eyes that captured the most attention, eyes that radiated an unsettling blend of sadness and knowing. He stood not far from where the portal opened, positioned as if he had been waiting for this precise moment. The man locked eyes with the scientists through the advanced telemetry cameras. It was an eerie feeling, like being watched through a two-way mirror, unable to discern the intentions or thoughts of the person on the other side. Then he moved. With a deliberate stride, he approached the spot where the portal interfaced with his world, stopping just short of the energy field that separated the two dimensions. His gaze never wavered as he lifted his arm, pointing a solemn finger at the machinery that surrounded the portal. His message was unmistakable and was received with a chilling sense of clarity, stop. The gravity of the moment was devastating. A sea of stunned faces looked at each other, their eyes widening in a collective epiphany that transcended language and expertise. There were no formulas to decode this enigma, no datasets that could rationalize his presence across multiple dimensions, no scientific precedent to explain a warning that seemed to come from the mouth of the universe itself. In the sterile, numbers-driven environment of the Horizon Initiative, where every hypothesis was to be tested and every result was to be measured, this was the ultimate outlier. An anomaly so profound, it shook the very foundations of their empirical worldviews. What was happening? 
Was this mysterious individual a guardian of some cosmic law they had broken? Or was he something darker, a harbinger of consequences so severe that they defied human comprehension? These questions buzzed like an incessant swarm in the minds of the scientists, each pondering the implications in their field of expertise. Bioengineers questioned the laws of genetics and individuality. Physicists doubted their understanding of time and space. Computer scientists wondered if reality was more malleable and complex than any code could describe. As the man lowered his arm and retreated from the portal, the room descended into an eerie silence. All the degrees, all the publications, all the accolades that had decorated the careers of these brilliant minds were suddenly rendered inadequate. The room was filled with a sense of foreboding, a heavy air of impending consequence that no one could articulate but everyone could feel. It was as if they had knocked on the door of the universe, only to have it opened by something inexplicable, something that challenged the core of their scientific understanding. The Lone Man had effectively cast a shadow over the Horizon Initiative, tainting its groundbreaking achievements with the hue of existential dread. And as the portal flickered off, severing the connection to that alternate Earth, the scientists were left to grapple with a question that was as complex as it was terrifying. What had they unleashed? In the days that followed the encounter with the Lone Man, the atmosphere within the Horizon Initiative shifted dramatically. The gleaming hallways and immaculate labs of the underground facility, which had once thrived on a spirit of unquenchable curiosity and promise, now felt like chambers of an ever-tightening vice. A sense of foreboding, almost palpable, wove itself into the very fabric of the project, becoming as much a part of the environment as the humming machinery and the sterile scent of antiseptic. The weight of existential uncertainty hung heavy on every scientist, each finding it increasingly difficult to concentrate on the series of ones and zeros, the fluctuating dials, or the scrolling equations that filled their monitors. The central chamber, home to the portal and the heart of their groundbreaking work, was now a theater of divided opinions and heated debates. The staff argued over possible explanations for the man's appearances, his messages, and most importantly, the consequences of ignoring his warnings. Teams worked tirelessly to collate the data from each of the activated portals, energy readings, environmental conditions, and the timing of the man's appearance. They even studied the subtle gestures he made, analyzing them with algorithms designed for interpreting non-verbal cues in hopes of gaining more insight into his intentions. But the most focused effort was channeled into compiling a comprehensive dossier on the man himself. Every frame of video in which he appeared was scrutinized, enhanced, and catalogued. Biometric algorithms analyzed his features, seeking any clue to his identity. His expressions were dissected and theorized upon, filling page after page with speculative psychology. Digital artists reconstructed three-dimensional models of his visage, hoping to catch some overlooked detail that the two-dimensional images could not reveal. Yet, despite all this, the lone man remained an enigma, defying categorization and understanding. His presence was a glitch in the grand equation, a variable that could not be isolated or explained away. The dossier grew thick with information but thin on insights. What had first appeared to be an academic challenge had quickly mutated into an intellectual quagmire. The dossier outlined every known detail about the man, 
from the likely fabric of his garments to the probable timbre of his voice, deduced from the shape and movement of his vocal cords as captured in high-resolution imagery. Scientists from fields as diverse as linguistics to quantum mechanics contributed to the file, each adding layers of depth but failing to solve the underlying mystery. The compilation became a mirror reflecting their collective ignorance, a humbling testament to the limits of human knowledge. Simultaneously, the dossier also became the epicenter of an escalating internal conflict. One faction argued for halting the project immediately, interpreting the man's warnings as a prescient omen too critical to ignore. This group found themselves marginalized, their concerns deemed as an overreaction fueled by an unscientific surrender to fear. The other faction, fervently clinging to the belief that the Horizon Initiative was an irreplaceable advance for humanity, argued that the risks were calculable, the problems solvable. As days turned into weeks, the division among the researchers grew more entrenched. Teams that had once collaborated seamlessly now found themselves in ideological standoffs, the tension sizzling in meetings and clouding judgments. Amidst this disquiet, the dossier on the mysterious man remained on the central table in the chamber, a physical manifestation of the question mark that now loomed over the entirety of the Horizon Initiative. And then, just when it seemed that the project was teetering on the edge of internal collapse, a new development shook the core team to their very foundations. One of the junior scientists, while poring over archived readings from the portal's activations, stumbled upon an irregularity so subtle it had been previously overlooked. A peculiar surge in quantum energy levels, recurring each time they made a connection to an alternate Earth. And that's when they realized, the anomaly wasn't just in the mysterious man or the ruined worlds they had viewed. The anomaly had infiltrated the very machinery they had built, threading its way into the heart of the Horizon Initiative. A countdown had begun, insidious and silent, etching its way into the quantum fibers of their creation. It was a revelation that reframed the dilemma from one of ethical considerations to one of existential urgency. The clock was ticking, and time, it appeared, was running out. The discovery of the quantum anomaly rippled through the Horizon Initiative like a seismic shock, transforming the landscape of doubt and discord into one of focused, albeit frantic, action. The anomaly became the primary subject of study, analysis, and debate. Emergency meetings were convened, pulling in the most brilliant minds from every relevant field, quantum mechanics, particle physics, and even experts in chaos theory. Vast computational resources were redirected to simulate the behavior of the irregular quantum surges, all in an attempt to understand its nature and its potential ramifications. The scientists scrutinized the machinery, its circuits and its algorithms, looking for the equivalent of a cosmic smoking gun. Attention zeroed in on the quantum entanglement processor, the heart of the portal and the linchpin of their cross-dimensional forays. This highly specialized piece of technology was designed to create and maintain stable links between alternate universes, ensuring the integrity of the energy field that separated here from there. It was in the minuscule yet immeasurably significant quantum fluctuations of this processor that the anomaly had rooted itself, like a parasite in the bloodstream of their most pivotal invention. Teams worked around the clock, their eyes bloodshot, hands trembling from excessive caffeine, 
and their brains stretched to the limits of cognitive endurance. They tested every variable, tweaked every parameter, and even redesigned the protocols that governed the portal's activation sequence. Yet, the anomaly remained, stubborn and enigmatic, its erratic pulsations taunting their analytical prowess like an indecipherable riddle. It defied explanation and resisted all attempts at containment. The atmosphere inside the facility grew ever more stifling, a pressure cooker of stress, fatigue, and mounting existential dread. Scientists, once collegial and collaborative, now snapped at each other over trivial disagreements, the tension escalating into full-blown confrontations. Each new simulation that failed to resolve the anomaly only thickened the air with desperation, pushing them closer to a point of no return. While all this unfolded, the dossier on the mysterious lone man lay momentarily forgotten, as if overshadowed by the more immediate crisis at hand. But then, just as abruptly as it had been relegated to the background, the dossier came roaring back into prominence in the most unexpected way. During one of the countless system diagnostics run on the quantum entanglement processor, a subroutine caught an anomalous data packet hidden deep within the machine's coding architecture. Intricate and complex, it was unlike anything the system should have been capable of generating on its own. Upon further investigation, they found that the data packet contained an embedded file, a three-dimensional rendering of the lone man's face, accurate down to the minutest detail, as if plucked directly from their exhaustive dossier. The room froze in stunned disbelief. No one had tampered with the machine. Security protocols and constant surveillance ensured that. And yet, here he was, encoded into the very fabric of their creation. It was as if the man had transcended his repeated warnings, embedding himself into the machinery to become a part of the enigma he seemed so desperate to caution them about. This was the moment when reality shifted gears. The anomaly was no longer just a flaw to be resolved. It had evolved into a clear and present existential threat. The lone man, once an inscrutable guardian of shattered worlds, had become an immediate participant in their own reality, his digital visage a haunting testament to the collapsing boundaries between their world and the uncharted dimensions beyond. With this new revelation, the Horizon Initiative had come full circle, staring down an abyss of uncertainty and danger that expanded with every ticking second. And as they gazed into that abyss, it began to dawn on them, the anomaly, the man, the warnings, they were all intertwined in a cosmic tapestry too intricate to untangle and too perilous to ignore. What had started as a voyage into the unknown had morphed into a nightmare that reached into the very core of their existence. And as they grappled with the sheer magnitude of their unfolding crisis, a chilling question emerged, piercing the fog of their collective angst, were they too late? The revelations had a profound and polarizing impact on the core team of the Horizon Initiative. The digital visage of the lone man within the quantum machinery wasn't just an inexplicable phenomenon. It was a bridge that connected two previously separate lines of inquiry, the mysterious warnings and the unaccountable anomaly. This development forced the team into a moral and ethical maze, one with high stakes and no easy exits. One faction among the scientists argued for an immediate cessation of all experiments and for deactivating the portal permanently. They took the digital presence of the lone man as a sign, a symbol of their hubristic transgression into realms best left untouched.
His embedding within the machinery seemed almost a final warning, a last act of forbearance before calamity struck. With tensions high, this faction pressed for the wholesale abandonment of the Horizon Initiative, advocating to seal away their technology and research as if entombing a Pandora's box that had been pried open recklessly. Another faction saw things differently. For the researchers, the man's embedded visage and the mysterious anomaly were challenges to overcome, not omens to flee from. They clung steadfastly to the belief that science was the tool to solve the problems it unearthed, arguing that to retreat now would mean to stifle human advancement. The conundrum posed by the lone man and the quantum fluctuations were merely knots to be untied, enigmas to be solved. They believed the Horizon Initiative had an obligation to continue its work, if not for discovery then for defense against an apparent cosmic level threat. This moral divide seeped into every aspect of the project, manifesting in terse conversations, passive-aggressive memos, and heated debates in virtual meetings that often erupted into outright confrontations. Friendships were strained, professional respect tarnished, and the unspoken sense of community that had once thrived among the project's members was replaced by an atmosphere of mutual suspicion and distrust. The dilemma reached a boiling point during an all-hands emergency meeting, where the opposing factions were given a platform to make their final arguments. Data was presented, ethical frameworks dissected, and risks assessed, yet no consensus emerged. The room was a battleground of ideas and ideologies, with both sides fortified in their respective convictions. It was apparent that neither logic nor eloquence would resolve this impasse. In a surprising twist, it was the youngest member of the team, a prodigious mathematician known for her work in multidimensional calculus, who broke the deadlock. She didn't offer another argument or present a new set of data. Instead, she asked everyone a simple question. What was the purpose of the Horizon Initiative? The question hung in the air, cutting through the tension like a blade. For the first time, the room was silent, each scientist confronted with the existential essence of their work. Had they gathered to conquer the unknown, no matter the cost? Or had they come together to explore the possibilities of existence responsibly, guided by moral and ethical principles? The room remained quiet for a long, tense minute. And then, almost as if guided by an unspoken consensus, each scientist knew what had to be done. They realized that their purpose was not just to push the boundaries of what was known, but also to respect the boundaries that should not be crossed. The decision was made. With heavy hearts, the order to decommission the portal was issued, the implications of their choice weighing heavily on everyone's mind. But even as they began the shutdown sequence, the sophisticated algorithms running the machinery detected another quantum fluctuation, stronger and more erratic than before. Before anyone could react, the machinery sprung to life autonomously, its lights glowing an ominous red. Despite the decision to pull back, it seemed that the Horizon Initiative was hurtling toward a confrontation with destiny, whether they willed it or not. The scientists stared at each other, their faces reflecting the dawning horror of a new realization. They were no longer in control, the anomaly had evolved, taking matters into its own proverbial hands. In seeking to unravel the mysteries of alternate dimensions, they had triggered a chain of events that was now unraveling them. The moral dilemma was no longer a debate, 
it had become a grim reality. And as they braced themselves for whatever came next, the overwhelming feeling was one of profound humility, a collective understanding that they had ventured too far into the fabric of existence, and now existence was pushing back. The research facility of the Horizon Initiative became a vortex of frenetic activity as the quantum entanglement processor came alive autonomously, its lights glowing an ominous shade of red that seemed almost sentient in its flickering intensity. No human hand had initiated this sequence. The portal had awakened of its own volition, guided by an invisible force that was beyond human manipulation or understanding. The protective barriers around the portal fizzled out one by one, like safeguards failing in a nuclear reactor, signifying the collapse of their final line of defense against the mysterious forces they had stirred into being. The scientists' specialists frantically typed on keyboards and toggled switches in a desperate attempt to regain control. Cables were unplugged and reconnected, power sources were switched, and emergency shutdown sequences were activated, all to no avail. The portal seemed to have developed a will of its own, a sentient hunger to fulfill an inscrutable mission that was etched into the very quantum particles that comprised it. As the clock counted down to the inevitable, powerful surges of energy began to emanate from the quantum entanglement processor. Like ripples expanding across a pond, these surges moved in concentric circles that intersected and interacted with each other in complex patterns, creating a shimmering tapestry of light and dark. With each passing second, the energy intensified, its vibrations resounding through the air in a haunting melody that seemed almost alive. To the horror of the scientists, their instruments detected that the portal was not merely opening a gateway to another dimension. It was generating a series of coordinates that pointed toward multiple dimensions simultaneously. It was as if the portal intended to tear the fabric of reality itself, creating an unstable nexus that could bridge countless parallel universes at the same time. The implications were staggering and horrifyingly incomprehensible. Their exploratory initiative had evolved into an entity capable of initiating a multi-dimensional cataclysm. In a last-ditch attempt to avert catastrophe, the team initiated Protocol Sigma, a top-secret contingency plan developed for the most extreme of scenarios. This protocol would flood the quantum entanglement processor with an avalanche of subatomic particles, effectively overloading its quantum circuits and rendering it inert. The risks were immense. The portal could implode, taking a large portion of the facility with it. But there were no other options left, the stakes had escalated beyond any ethical or moral considerations. The sequence was initiated, a deep, guttural hum resonated throughout the facility as the subatomic particles were funneled into the processor. For a moment, it seemed as though the plan might work, the red glow of the portal flickered erratically, its patterns becoming disjointed. But then, as if mocking their futile efforts, the portal stabilized. Not only had it absorbed the influx of particles, but it seemed to grow stronger, its luminescence shifting to a shade of crimson so dark it appeared almost black. The team watched in despairing silence, understanding that their actions were no longer of any consequence. The portal's awakening had transcended their scientific endeavors and human limitations. It was now a force unto itself, guided by a cosmic directive that no one could fathom. And then, just as abruptly as it had awakened, 
the portal released a final burst of energy so intense it momentarily blinded everyone in the room. When they regained their vision, they saw that the portal had opened a vortex, a swirling, kaleidoscopic tunnel that seemed to stretch infinitely into a space that was neither here nor there. And at the mouth of this vortex stood the figure of the lone man from the dossier, his presence both awe-inspiring and terrifying, a harbinger of events that were far beyond human comprehension or control. As he stepped through the vortex and into their reality, it was clear that the Horizon Initiative had reached a point of irrevocable transformation. The questions that had propelled their scientific journey had been answered, not with the triumph of human intellect, but with the humbling acknowledgement of their own cosmic insignificance. The portal's awakening was complete, and with it came a new, unsettling understanding. They had not opened a door to other dimensions, they had unlocked a Pandora's box that defied the very laws of nature they had sought to understand. And as they faced the lone man who had warned them of this moment, they understood that their mission was no longer one of exploration, but of survival. The atmosphere in the room felt electric, each scientist rooted in place, eyes transfixed on the figure of the lone man as he emerged from the vortex. Stepping into their world as easily as one would step into a neighboring room, the man seemed both real and unreal, a corporeal entity spun from the fabric of legends and warnings. There was an air of gravitas about him, as if he carried the weight of countless worlds on his shoulders. His eyes were deep wells of emotion, holding within them knowledge and experiences that defied human comprehension. In that moment, each scientist felt an unspoken connection with the man, as if he was a living representation of their collective guilt, their violated ethics, and their disregarded responsibilities. Their transgressions had summoned him across dimensions, and now here he was, a living testament to their hubris. It was then that the quantum entanglement processor, the machine that had set this chain of events into motion, abruptly shut down. All the lights went off, plunging the room into darkness, save for the soft luminescence emanating from the vortex behind the man. It was as though the machine had fulfilled its purpose, the ultimate act of its enigmatic programming. The man moved silently across the room, gliding rather than walking, his form subtly phasing in and out of solidity as he moved through the field of residual quantum energy. He stopped before a large console, a hub of complex algorithms and computational power that had been the central control point of the Horizon Initiative. Raising his hand, the man seemed to weave an invisible pattern in the air, and the console flickered back to life, its screen displaying a sequence of characters and formulas that none of the scientists recognized. As they watched in awe and trepidation, the man altered the very foundation of the Horizon Initiative's computational systems, not through keystrokes or commands, but through what seemed like an extension of his own will. Intricate schematics, multidimensional graphs, and advanced algorithms scrolled rapidly across the screen, as if the machine itself were in a frenetic conversation with its otherworldly visitor. Then, in an instant, it was over. The man withdrew his hand and turned toward the scientists. The console displayed a single word, ready. Without any command or interaction from the team, the quantum entanglement processor hummed back to life, but this time, its glow was a soothing shade of blue. On the screen, new data started to populate, indicating stabilized quantum fields and closed-dimensional rifts. 
It was a revelation that stunned the entire team. The man had not just neutralized the immediate threat. He had fundamentally altered the architecture of the machine, transforming it from a Pandora's box of cosmic disruption into a harmonized instrument capable of safe exploration and study. But even as the scientists grappled with this dramatic turn of events, the man began to dissolve into a cluster of shimmering particles, his physical form disassembling in a reverse sequence of the process that had brought him there. And as he disappeared, the vortex behind him closed, leaving the room in a state of stunned silence, illuminated only by the soft blue glow of a now innocuous machine. The arrival of the man had been an encounter of unprecedented gravity, a confrontation with the collective conscience of the Horizon Initiative. The moral and ethical dilemma that had torn the scientists apart had been resolved, not by human debate or decision, but by the intervention of a being who was a consequence of their own actions. The man had come and gone, but the questions he left behind were deeper and more unsettling than ever before. Had he been a guardian or a warning, a victim of their exploration or its ultimate arbiter, and most disturbingly, was his alteration of the machine a gift or a sentence, a tool for betterment or a setup for another, more ominous chapter? The room remained awash in the soft blue glow of questions without answers, the air still charged with the residue of an event that defied logic, ethics, and the very fabric of reality. But one thing was clear, they were at a point of irreversible change. And as they stood there, each scientist silently pondering the gravity of what had just transpired, they realized that the Horizon Initiative had crossed a boundary from which there was no return. In the days following the man's brief but earth-shattering visit, the Horizon Initiative became a crucible of ceaseless activity. Scientists meticulously pored over the reams of new data and algorithms, trying to decode the transformative alterations he had introduced into the quantum entanglement processor. Entire teams were dedicated to reverse engineering the alterations, but even the most brilliant minds were confounded. The science had evolved into something new, something that had surpassed human understanding. It was as though they had been given the keys to the universe, but no map to navigate it. While the processor had been transformed into a seemingly safer mechanism, a new set of protocols were implemented to safeguard against unintended consequences. Gone were the days of reckless exploration, the events had instilled a newfound respect for the boundaries they had once so cavalierly disregarded. Yet, the temptation to activate the altered machine was immense, an allure compounded by the tantalizingly elusive answers that could redefine the fundamentals of science, and by extension, human existence itself. Externally, the Horizon Initiative was hailed as a groundbreaking venture on the cusp of a scientific revolution. But internally, the atmosphere was thick with apprehension, a collective pulse of unspoken questions and unresolved moral quandaries. Each scientist had become an island of introspection, grappling with the complex tapestry of ethical, existential, and scientific dilemmas that had ensnared them. Amidst this backdrop, the initiative made an unsettling discovery. In the depths of the computational data left by the man, there lay a series of coordinates that didn't correspond to any known or hypothesized dimension. The coordinates seemed to be a message or perhaps a directive, but its purpose and destination remained an enigma. When these coordinates were run through the altered machine simulations, they always led to a mysterious null point, 
a void in the fabric of the multiverse where none should logically exist. It was an anomaly, a cosmic blind spot that the man had deliberately embedded into the heart of the Horizon Initiative. Speculations were rampant, some believed that the coordinates were a veiled warning, a location that should be avoided at all costs. Others saw it as the man's legacy, a clue to a hidden dimension that held the answers to the questions that plagued them. Despite the heated debates and arguments, a consensus emerged. They had to investigate the coordinates, a decision driven not by the hubris that had characterized their earlier exploits, but by a cautious resolve to understand the scope and implications of their actions. Preparations for the expedition took months of rigorous planning, tests, and evaluations. New safety measures were implemented, old protocols revised, and potential risks analyzed from every conceivable angle. The weight of the unknown rested heavily on their shoulders, a burden amplified by the haunting memories of the man's warnings and the unfathomable reality they had glimpsed through the vortex. Finally, the day arrived. With a mixture of trepidation and anticipation, the lead scientist initiated the activation sequence. The quantum entanglement processor glowed its now familiar blue, a subtle yet constant reminder of the enigmatic visitor who had transformed it. As the gateway stabilized, the scientists saw an image flicker into existence on the display screen, a live feed from a probe that was sent to explore the mysterious coordinates. What they saw left them speechless, confronting them with a sight so astonishingly unexpected that it felt like a cosmic joke. The probe had arrived at the coordinates, but there was nothing there. Literally nothing, a void so complete it defied the laws of physics and metaphysics alike. It was an aftermath of hollow revelations and cosmic irony. They had reached into the void, guided by a sequence of numbers left by an entity they couldn't comprehend, and found exactly what the coordinates had indicated, an absence, a nothingness, an inexplicable null point in the vast tapestry of existence. And as they stared at the screen, grappling with the implications of the discovery, each scientist was haunted by the same unnerving thought, had they been led to this point to confront their own limitations, or was this void, this nothingness, the first ominous whisper of something far more troubling, lurking just beyond the reach of their understanding? As the months passed after the expedition to the Null Point, a sense of disquiet enveloped the Horizon Initiative. The void they had encountered became the subject of clandestine conversations and frenzied theorization. But for all their calculations, conjectures, and analyzes, the null point remained an enigma, a defiant blank in the lexicon of understanding. The absence it represented challenged every known law of physics, every theorem of mathematics, every axiom of philosophy. It was an existential riddle that gnawed at the collective psyche of the initiative. However, even as the rest of the team grappled with this confounding mystery, a small group of scientists within the initiative had started a separate line of inquiry, hidden even from their peers. This secret research was not sanctioned, nor was it recorded in the official databases. It was a project driven by a different set of questions, questions about the man who had visited them, altered their machine, and left the inexplicable coordinates in the first place. Their focus was on the data remnants left in the quantum entanglement processor, the small traces of the man's presence that still lingered in the machine's core. These scientists believed that by scrutinizing this digital residue, 
They could possibly decrypt the very fabric of the man's existence, shedding light on who or what he was and why he carried the burden of entire worlds lost in the cosmic labyrinth of alternate dimensions. The work was arduous, stretching the limits of technology and understanding, employing algorithms that verged on the artistic, employing heuristics and deep machine learning to interpret non-Euclidean geometries and multidimensional matrices, the team slowly began to unravel the tapestry of encrypted data. What they found was deeply unsettling. Amidst the strings of unfamiliar code, they discovered snippets of what seemed like historical accounts and scientific observations, not from one world, but from many. More disturbingly, these records charted a clear course of escalating self-destruction across multiple dimensions, each account ending in a cataclysm that annihilated every version of human civilization, except for the man. It appeared that the man was an observer, a chronicler of end times, a witness to the inevitable self-inflicted downfall that seemed to plague humanity across every conceivable reality. But hidden in the morass of grim histories was something else, a fractal pattern that seemed to be a form of signature, a marker that was imprinted across all the data, spanning the diverse worlds and timelines. And as they delved deeper into the fractal's complexities, they began to recognize that it was more than just a signature. It was a form of bio-algorithmic DNA, an imprint unique to the man. This bio-algorithmic pattern seemed to suggest that the man was not just an observer, but an integral part of the fabric of all these dimensions, as if he was the constant in an array of variables, the immutable element in a sea of chaos. And then came the revelation that sent a shudder through the clandestine group, the bio-algorithmic DNA was not limited to the man. The same fractal pattern was imprinted deep within the core of the altered quantum entanglement processor, the very machine that stood at the heart of the Horizon Initiative. As they absorbed the gravity of this discovery, the team couldn't help but question the foundation upon which the Horizon Initiative was built. The man was not an aberration, he was a universal constant, and his bio-algorithmic DNA was now part of their machine woven into its very structure. It dawned on them that the Horizon Initiative was no longer a mere experiment. It had evolved into a living entity of multidimensional relevance, its very existence entangled with the enigmatic man who had both warned them and changed them forever. And it was this realization that led them to question not just the ethical ramifications of their actions, but the very nature of reality and existence itself. As the group confronted the monumental scale of their discovery, a sense of awe and foreboding settled over them. What they had unearthed was a Pandora's box of existential enigmas, a treasure trove of cosmic puzzles that seemed both revelatory and ominous. And as they stood there, staring at the screen displaying the intricate fractal that bound them to worlds beyond imagining, they knew they had reached a threshold, a point beyond which lay not just new scientific frontiers, but also unimaginable risks and challenges that defied the very fabric of human comprehension. As the clandestine group continued to dig deeper into the intricate web of multidimensional data, a new layer of complexity revealed itself. This layer was hidden so profoundly within the existing frameworks that it seemed to be intentionally obscured, almost as if it were a puzzle designed for the most astute of minds. This secret layer was encrypted with a sequence that seemed to resonate at a quantum level, a harmonic key that was inexplicably attuned to human consciousness. To decode this layer, 
the scientists resorted to an unorthodox method. They fed the sequence into a neural network designed to emulate human cognition at its most primal level. The network was trained on a vast corpus of human art, philosophy, and literature in multiple languages, attempting to approximate the sublime and the irrational elements that constitute human understanding. The machine processed the data, its computational neurons firing in synchrony, churning through countless cycles of learning and relearning. And then, just as the scientists began to lose hope that their audacious attempt would bear fruit, the screen flickered and displayed a visualization that took their breath away. It was a moving construct of fractals and geometry, a living tapestry of equations and theories that seemed to dance to an invisible tune. They recognized elements of string theory, quantum mechanics, and theoretical physics woven into the fabric of this cosmic artwork. But there were also strands of something else, something that defied scientific categorization. Symbols and motifs from mythologies around the world appeared within the complex framework, snippets of Norse runes, Taoist trigrams, Mayan glyphs, each integrated seamlessly into the scientific paradigms. This was a unified theory of everything and nothing, an enigma that wove the rational with the mystical, the known with the unknown. The scientists understood that they were looking at the blueprint of existence itself, a revelation that transcended the boundaries of conventional science and ventured into the realm of the metaphysical. As they scrutinized the visual representation, the algorithm triggered a new sequence, like a flower unfurling its petals. The visual became three-dimensional, projecting itself into the room as a hologram. Suspended in the air was a model of their own universe, with all its galaxies, stars, and nebulae. And there, at the core, was a cluster of entangled particles, a miniature representation of their quantum entanglement processor, now radiating an array of threads that connected it to the entire cosmic web. What unfolded next left the scientists spellbound. The hologram zoomed in on one of these threads, traversing space and time, crossing dimensions and realities, to reveal a multitude of other clusters, each representing another quantum entanglement processor in countless parallel universes. And there, in each of those countless realities, was a representation of the man, each a node in this unimaginable cosmic network. The revelation was staggering. The man was not an anomaly, nor a harbinger of doom. He was an intrinsic part of a complex multidimensional organism, an organism of which the Horizon Initiative was now a component, connected through the very fabric of space-time. The man was not warning them from an external standpoint, he was akin to a self-correcting mechanism within a colossal system that spanned beyond their understanding. He was, in essence, a cosmic custodian. As the clandestine group sat in stunned silence, absorbing the enormity of this revelation, they recognized the sublime and terrifying beauty of the discovery. They were not alone. They were part of something far grander and more intricate than they had ever imagined. And as they pondered the implications of this cosmic tapestry they had unwittingly become a part of, each scientist felt a simultaneous sense of liberation and entrapment, a duality that mirrored the complex, interconnected universe they were now irrevocably linked to. As the clandestine group sat in their chamber, pondering the revelations that had turned their scientific certainties upside down, the main lab of the Horizon Initiative was abuzz with preparation. 
The countdown had begun for the next activation of the quantum entanglement processor, a routine experiment that was anything but routine given the newfound understanding. Time was of the essence, and the group debated whether to intervene, to halt the experiment before it commenced. Could they, in good conscience, let the initiative proceed, knowing what they now knew? The decision was excruciating. The internal moral struggle each scientist faced was as complex as the multi-dimensional puzzle they had just begun to unravel. On one hand, they were participants in a cosmic tapestry that stretched across multiple dimensions. On the other, they were individual thinkers burdened by the ethical ramifications of their discoveries. While their hearts and minds waged this internal war, the quantum entanglement processor hummed to life in the main lab, its readings growing increasingly erratic as it began aligning itself with the coordinates set for the new experiment. Warning lights flashed, protocols were overridden, and technicians scrambled to stabilize the machinery, unaware of the monumental changes it had undergone. As the main team grappled with the volatile equipment, the clandestine group reached a unanimous, albeit grim, decision. They would not intervene, they would let events unfold as they must, governed by the same cosmic rules that had brought them to this momentous crossroads. Their role had shifted, they were now observers, watchers of a cosmic play that was about to enter its most crucial act. The clock struck zero, across the compound, scientists held their collective breath as they watched the readings on their monitors. The quantum entanglement process's activity surged, building up to a crescendo that would either result in groundbreaking success or catastrophic failure. And then, at the peak of its energetic maelstrom, the machine stabilized. A serene calm descended upon the lab as every screen displayed a consistent, harmonious pattern. But this wasn't the result of the calculations or adjustments made by the team. This was the pattern, the bio-algorithmic DNA, that the clandestine group had discovered, the fractal blueprint that connected the machine to the cosmic tapestry of multiple dimensions. As the members of the initiative celebrated their success, unaware of the profound transformation their machine and their project had undergone, the clandestine group disbanded, each returning to their stations with a sense of solemnity. They resumed their roles as scientists and researchers, but carried within them the weighty secret of a universe far more interconnected and enigmatic than anyone could have imagined. In their hearts, each knew that their experiment had transcended the realm of mere scientific inquiry. It had become a cosmic event, watched and perhaps even guided by forces beyond their comprehension. The quantum entanglement processor was now a conduit, a gateway that connected them not only to alternate dimensions but also to a vast, complex organism that spanned the multiverse. As they sat at their consoles, watching the data stream in from the newly stabilized machine, each member of the clandestine group felt a pang of both dread and awe. For they knew that the true experiment was just beginning, and that they had become part of a universal mechanism that was as unpredictable as it was magnificent. The final countdown had ended, but a new, infinite countdown had just begun, a countdown that would measure not the seconds and minutes of earthly time, but the ebb and flow of cosmic destinies. As the days passed, the Horizon Initiative advanced, its reputation solidifying as the leading edge of human understanding. Triumphs were announced, papers were published, and accolades were received. The quantum entanglement processor, now stable and efficient, 
had become the crowning glory of the initiative. The world looked on in awe, oblivious to the clandestine group's inner turmoil and their secret knowledge of a reality far more complex and disturbing. That was when the man returned. He was discovered at the center of the initiative's compound, right where the quantum entanglement processor resided. His presence went unnoticed at first, cloaked in a bizarre form of invisibility that defied electronic surveillance. It was only when a lab assistant accidentally bumped into him that his existence in this plane became evident. Alarms blared, security measures activated, but none could detain him. The man simply walked through barriers as if they were mirages, his eyes filled with a sorrow that seemed older than time. And then he touched the processor. The machine reacted instantaneously. A harmonic resonance reverberated through the lab, and every monitor displayed an incomprehensible pattern that seemed to live and breathe. The pattern was a complex sequence of numbers and symbols, woven into the fractal geometry that the clandestine group had discovered in their secret layer of research. A stream of data began to flow, a broadcast of sorts, emanating from the processor and transcending earthly networks, reaching deep into space, across dimensions, through the very fabric of the multiverse. It was a message, a cosmic SOS, broadcasted not to human civilization, but to the multiverse itself. What happened next defied all logic and understanding. Around the world, people reported strange phenomena, moments when reality seemed to blur and refocus, a feeling as if something monumental had shifted. Natural disasters abruptly ceased, ongoing conflicts found sudden resolutions, and incurable diseases showed spontaneous signs of remission. The clandestine group understood, the message had been received, and the multiverse had responded. The man, his mission accomplished, vanished as mysteriously as he had appeared, leaving behind a world subtly altered, as if rebalanced by an invisible hand. But here lay the twist that sent chills down the spines of the clandestine group. Upon reviewing the data, they found that another message had been embedded within the outgoing broadcast. This message, intended for them and written in the same bio-algorithmic DNA they had decrypted earlier, came as a shock. It was a simple, two-word directive that shook them to their very core, erase data. With dawning horror, they realized the implication. Their discovery, their research, their entire life's work was a cosmic mistake, a violation of multiversal laws they had yet to fully comprehend. The man was not just a messenger or a cosmic custodian. He was an enforcer of those laws. And so, the clandestine group did as instructed. They erased every piece of data, every shred of evidence that linked them to the cosmic tapestry they had unwittingly become a part of. They destroyed their research, purged their systems, and disbanded, each retreating into a life forever altered but never to be discussed. As they went their separate ways, each harbored the uneasy feeling that they had glimpsed behind a cosmic curtain they were never meant to disturb. They had probed too deeply, asked questions too dangerous, and had been mercifully given a second chance. A chance to forget, to return to ignorance, to live out the days in a reality they could safely call their own. And yet, each knew that somewhere out there, in a place beyond places, in a time beyond times, the man continued to exist, a guardian of secrets too immense for human comprehension, silently watching over the labyrinth of realities that was the doppelganger horizon.